Hi, welcome to the I Am a Kingdom Influencer radio broadcast. I am your host, Elder Corlette James, and I am so happy to be able to connect with you in the airwaves on today. Now sit back, buckle up, and let's meet today's influencers. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to I Am a Kingdom Influencer. I am your host, Coilette James, and I'm so glad that you took the time to join us today. I have a phenomenal woman that I want to introduce you to, and she's going to share about etiquette and manners and and the the process that has taken her from where she was to where she is and I'm gonna let her tell you that story but please join in with me and welcome Leona Dent Johnson how are you today ma'am hey everybody I'm great Colette how are you I'm wonderful I am wonderful God allowed me another day to be above ground and it doesn't get much better than that so I am grateful I am grateful. So, you know, Leone, I I have a pet peeve um, in today's societal sphere of the way people have disregarded um, customer service. It is really, really a pet peeve of mine. I love that Walmart hires um, people from underprivileged communities and what have you. But my issue is, is that you hire them and then you don't train them and teach them how to service the customer. So talk to us about what you do. I mean, with manners and etiquette in the business world, how does that work with you? Well, for me, um, I love what I do and I love the platform. I love being able to have a platform to educate people on the importance of civility, meaning mm-hmm. manners and etiquette, it all ties in together. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to business, mm-hmm. I always, when I go in and I do courses or classes, I educate people on how important it is for customer service. When we say customer service, it can be really, really broad, but to sum it up, every single person that, that works in any type of customer service field should have a class on manners or mm. they should have a class on etiquette, depending on which um, type of job you're having. Mm-hmm. Like if a lawyer was going to go out for a meeting, he needs to understand the importance of etiquette at a table. Mm-hmm. So that would be a table manners class or an etiquette full course class. Mm-hmm. If somebody like you were talking about the Walmart um, educating people, it's okay that they get people from all walks of life, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be rude and nasty and mean because yeah. you're there. Because mm-hmm. somebody else is going to judge you and say, oh, they're angry at their job. They mm-hmm. don't want to be there. It may not be the case. It's mm-hmm. just that they weren't trained to understand the importance of customer service. Because if you had a business and I walked into your company and the first person I see were, was you at the door and you were real nasty and mean, I don't care if it's a doctor's office, the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a business that um, maybe just selling would i'm not coming back if you're rude that's correct i'm gonna maybe even ask for the manager and sometimes the managers are mean and rude Mm -hmm. but if they weren't taught the importance of how your business can grow and how proper etiquette can make you have more clients that people will gravitate to you Mm -hmm. you ever go in a place and somebody's like really really nice and you're like wow that person is really nice i'm coming back Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. that person just as soon as you walked in graced you with their presence. Yes. That's very, very important for anybody. Absolutely. So if there's anybody's listening 
and you have a professional business or you're an owner or a boss, just, just please make sure that you understand the importance of how you, your, your clients are being treated when they walk through the door. That's very, very important. So everybody is important. That's, everybody that's, is important. everybody needs to do a part. You don't have to right. just be at the front desk. Mm -hmm. You can be the person that's, excuse me, ma'am, come with me, please. Mm -hmm. There can be somebody walking them back to the dentist's office. Mm -hmm. If you walk up and just come on, follow me, that's mm -hmm. attitude. Mm -hmm. You got to be happy no matter what. And I always tell people when they get there, put your attitude, anything you feel is negative, leave it at the door. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, that's like the old school saying, leave your negativity at the door. Right. But it's so true. Right. And a lot of our youth, and young people, they had grow up with single parent households mm -hmm. or they grew up with both parents working all day. So basically you're eating dinner alone. Nobody eats dinner together. So it's not their fault, but mm -hmm. it's easy if everybody collaborate together, you know, mm -hmm. one accord and want somebody like me to train them or somebody else to teach his manners or etiquette. That's very important. You know, you yes. just touched on something and, and what rang out in my mind is just the common thing of having dinner with family and getting off your phone, you know what I'm saying? So that you're not sitting and texting. I, I had a goddaughter that stayed with me for a while a few years ago and she would sit next to me and want to text me. And it was like, you're right here to me right <laughs> right i'm gonna you in a text and you're right here that's but unfortunately they, they've not learned the art of communication and i believe that that's part of manners and etiquette to be able really to look is. somebody in the eyes and communicate with them but you know what a lot of um children now and i and i don't like this saying and you've probably heard it several times or your listeners heard this before. Well, you know, we grow up into right now, everybody's into um, cell phones and you know, we have uh, everything's digital, blah, blah, blah. But now, guess what? When I teach my classes, like I did a Toastmasters class over the weekend for teens mm -hmm. and I had this really, really cute box. One was blue, one was pink and the students were mad, but when they got through it, they thanked me. I said, put your, um, and I had name tags, put your phone in the box if you're a girl, put your phone in the box if you're a boy, and I have name tags for each one of you. Why we gotta put our phone up? Because I'm trying to teach you how to communicate, mm -hmm. and you can't speak in front of people, and mm -hmm. you can't talk in front of people, and you can't be um, understanding why I'm teaching this class if your phone is ringing and you're talking to your friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them were very upset, but by the time that class ended, they were so into it, Half of them forgot they didn't have their phone. But if wow. parents would take that time to say, hey, yes. we're eating, put your phone away. Nothing's That's that right. important for this last. It can be a half an hour. Mm -hmm. Baby steps. You don't have to, because, you know, most of them do have cell phones and they don't even know how to communicate on the phone. Like my niece, she texts me for everything. And I say to her, call me and let me know what you need. Exactly. Because I'm not, I'm not going back and forth with mm -hmm. you with this. Talk text. to me. And not saying that, that it's bad. But they don't have friends that they can get in front of and communicate with because it's easier to hide behind the text. Yes, it, it is. Makes it suppresses yeah. them, though. Yeah. It makes them, it suppresses a lot of children because a lot of kids don't have social skills. You would be so surprised how many people don't have social skills that I teach classes. Unfortunately, to. I would not be surprised, <laughs> but okay, it's, sad. Okay. It, it's a sad, it's a sad commentary. It really, really is. And, and the reason they don't have social skills is because they hide behind these folks. You know, they hide behind 
Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you know, so they've not learned to properly communicate. They don't even know proper English anymore because there's a whole texting language that a whole text. and I, I tell people I, I don't speak text. I'm sorry, what? Right. Right. <laughs> what, what is that? that? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Tell us how you got into the whole sphere of etiquette and manners. How did you how did you venture into that? Um, well, actually, when I was 19 years, years old, I had a guy named Bobby Jamey, and bless his soul, um, he actually, I, I'm a hairstylist by trade, okay. and he taught, he, he actually got 15 young ladies together, and um, everybody was under 25, and people would say, why do you get all these young girls to work for you? But he said they're easy to train. To make a long story short, when he said training, if you came into that hair salon, and this was in the 80s, it was one of the first hair salons that did like real like newscasters. And I mean, this thing was classy. Three floors, um, one, two, three floors, glass windows. If you came to work and you weren't dressed and your makeup weren't, wasn't on and you came in the mirror doing your hair, mm -hmm. you got sent home. He didn't care if you had 10 clients because he taught us at a young age, if you walk in that door, you need to be put together before your clients get hair because when somebody walks in the door and you're still lipstick. So to make a long story short on that end of my life, he taught me the importance of how professionalism will get you more clients. Mm -hmm. Number one, how mm -hmm. professionalism will have a person. First impression is the last look mm -hmm. at you and know that you mean well about your job. And also just that you'll understand the importance of how putting yourself together and dressing for the part, people will respect you more because they, they really, respect your profession. Mm. He wanted everybody to be professional. So I learned that early on. Mm -hmm. And fast forward 18 years, I ended up at a hair school and I ended up doing admissions. So doing admissions, when people come in, the first person they see or talk to would be me. So my ideal of professionalism had to be when people see me, they understand that I'm very professional. I'm going to take you on these tours and explain to you everything the school provides in a professional manner mm -hmm. and so being that i that, that happened for 12 years along the way um i had a, a, my boss would say hey maybe i'll have you teach a customer service class to the to the girls or teach them professionalism because that's what they see in you and most of them look up to me because i became mom auntie the role model the counselor i mm -hmm. became all those things mm -hmm. and then in 19 i mean 19 in um 2016 i got laid off and when i got laid off I ended up not wanting to work any, for anyone again. In my mind, I said, you know what? I've been wanting to do this for a long time. It's time for me to just branch out because I teach mm -hmm. courses to people. I give people advice. Now it's time for me to step out on faith. Mm -hmm. So me and the Lord and Grace, the three of us <laughs> together, we, uh -huh. teamed, we teamed up. And, and, the, and the reason why Grace was important and I left Grace on the back of God and myself is because I honestly stepped out on faith. I didn't have a lot of money. Every single dime that I had left or everything that they gave me when I left work and whatever I had saved up, I put into this business and I went and got certified in like five different areas mm -hmm. because I knew that I wanted this to be very important to me. I don't want to sign in and clock on. I don't want to swipe a card and somebody 
have that opportunity to lay me off again. Mm -hmm. That was very important, number one, because at a certain age, when you're over 40 years old and you know that you have to start over in a career, it may, it may as well be yours. And that's, that was my mindset. So me, well, I would say God, myself, and Grace stepped out on a leap of faith and we, and I leaped and I jumped and I did all of these things. And then I incorporated my company and I did everything I was supposed to do to get my company started. And I was excited about it because now I'm creating a platform that I can help other people, not just in my job, not just the people to come through one area. It can be a, as a whole. So I get really, really excited when I talk about helping people because to me that stuff it pleases me mm -hmm. you know what I mean it makes mm -hmm. me feel good to be able to create create um a, I would say a system and then I would say a platform then I would say like speaking engagements things like that mm -hmm. it created all these avenues for me because I don't have to be in one bundle so you mm -hmm. could teach etiquette and, yeah. and a lot of people when they say etiquette they think just manners but et etiquette is like social skills like I said, I did a Toastmasters class. It could, of course, a lot of people want to know etiquette as it relates to table settings and mm -hmm. manners and how you act at a five-star restaurant. And that's fine. I'm, I'm very happy to, to please and please to teach those things to people. But it really, really gives me pleasure to know that when you go inside businesses and corporations, that you can help employees upgrade the employer because of the civility that they learn and the system that they can put in place. So that just gives me gratitude in that area. That's how I started. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm a business owner and I invite you in to speak to my employees. Where would you start in a situation like that or in a setting like that? How would you reach the, the employees to teach them the business side of etiquette? Well, um, first I would ask you, um, I probably would do a consultation with you and ask you the problems you have with your employees. And some people don't have problems, but they don't see the underlying problem, if that makes sense. So I would ask you, well, have, do, have you had anybody that called in that, you know, that gave somebody a zero, if you, you know, on scale one to five, have, you know, and I'll ask people, have anybody had complaints on them? And if it were, and you did have complaints, what are those complaints? In most companies, it's customer service. Mm -hmm. It's socializing. It's, um, hello? Mm -hmm. oh, I'm, so I'm sorry. Excuse me, guys. It's um, customer service, socializing, um, understanding how to deal with difficult people, especially in the business setting. I've, um, I've actually authored a book called Poised, Polished, and Professional. Mm -hmm. And there's a chapter in there calling, and it's called Dealing with Difficult People. And a lot of people in the office think that if you ignore people or if you just act like they're not there, that, that, that they're okay, but you're not. You're not dealing with the situation. And mm. as, a employee, as an employer, I would ask you, do everybody get along? Because if they did, that's rare. But if they didn't, we would do a class on dealing with difficult people. We would do a class on poised, polished, and professional, mm -hmm. how you look, how you dress. Um, we would probably do a chapter on um, civility, like manners, when people come in, thank you, no thank you. Mm -hmm. We would do customer service, how you greet people. And that's very important because that's the first time you've seen a person. Mm -hmm. And if that person walks away with something that's not, um, positive or not business 
then they feel like they've been treated poorly. You know what one, I mean? One so chance to make a first impression. It doesn't last long. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And then a lot of people's dress code, you say dress a certain way, but then there's this one person, like for me, I could have dressed a little casual at work, but then I always dressed up because that's all I knew. I wear heels every day and people say, you wear heels every day? Yeah, because they make me feel good when I'm dressed. And mm -hmm. everybody don't have to do that, but guess what stood out when I was at work? People would say, where's that, you know, that lady, the one that dresses up. That's mm -hmm. how they would associate me. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why you climb up corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jean, she climbed up corporate ladder, but I did ABCD. Well, Jean came in every day, day dressed properly. She right. was very professional. Right. And you, as an owner, can send Jean to these corporate meetings and not go. But I can't send you, even though you are a great worker. And guess what? You put in more work than Jean. But Jean looks the part. Mm -hmm. And Jean's going to be mm -hmm. professional. And a lot of people... That's what it is these days. You have to yeah. really be poised, polished, professional when you have businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's very important when you send people out or when you have meetings, mm -hmm. how a person looks. Unfortunately, that's the most important thing is Absolutely. how you carry, how you speak, yes. how you've been spoken to. Mm -hmm. And that's important. So I would teach people or I would definitely educate your class and your company on how important it is for dress code. And you know, making sure you, of course, laboring around how you would take care of yourself. Makeup. Some makeup is not day makeup. We know that. A lot of people take it to another level in businesses and wonder why they're not climbing that ladder. But unfortunately, That's you right look on. like you're going out every day. Mm -hmm. You have to tone it down, but you can't mm -hmm. directly tell people to. Mm -hmm. But somebody like me can come in and educate them right. on the importance of those subjects. So that's why, that's, that's why. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Everything that you touched on there is, is vital. It really, yes. really is. One of yeah. the things I, I teach um, entrepreneurship from a Christian perspective. I do okay. kingdom empowerment seminars. And one of the things that I taught or I teach in the midst of that seminar is everybody is important from the janitor on up. Because, you know, if, if that janitor is not taking pride in his, his work, then your customers are going to come to a dirty place. If, um, if you are a driver, if you're a valet driver or what have you, and somebody pulls up in front of an establishment and you are less than courteous, okay, right. or you're having a bad hair day or whatever it is, but you don't treat them with the dignity and the respect that they should be treated with, then that's mm -hmm. a problem. And like you said, it starts at the front door. It starts with that very first person that you meet. Yep. It starts with that very, very first person. I have been to establishments where the receptionists act like they could care less, that they wanted to be any place other than where they were. And so when you ask a question, you're like, oh, just sit over there or, you know, just here, fill this out. You know, right. and, and just right. no smile, no charisma, no personality. And you're going, this is not the job for you. <laughs> this right. is not where you need to be. I do that a lot. Serious. Um, you may want to, you know, I, I honestly, if when I see that somebody's very rude, I tell people all the time, you can actually change that person's attitude quick. Mm -hmm. If you come in 
and you treat because you know a lot of people come in well i'm here for and so mm -hmm. they respond that way mm -hmm. hey how you doing are you having a bad day are you mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. do you want me to grab you some water are you allowed mm -hmm. to leave the front desk do you want something to drink like i do things when i see people being rude they have no other choice you would think they were a different person i've had people with me that, that i say i bet you i could change their attitude and they say yeah right she was nasty and i honestly will go up to that person and i'm very transparent i'm just a friendly person all the time and so i don't try to change how they feel i change how they treat me mm. because i didn't like how you are you having a bad day honey mm. are you okay and then they say yeah i'm okay would you want me to get you something to drink or are you allowed to leave here i mean stuff like that Mm -hmm. If you kill mm -hmm. people with kindness, and Absolutely. a lot of people don't want to do that. Oh, I don't want to. They feel like, oh, I'm, I'm like maybe I'm gonna use the slang that a teenager would use. I'm not kissing that person's behind. Mm -hmm. That's what they say, mm -hmm. and it's not doing that. And that's what I try to, to try to educate mm -hmm. people on. You're just bringing that person out of. You don't know what people are going through. Change that I, atmosphere. Change just, that atmosphere. You know the universe goes into one big circle and if you could mm -hmm. switch the universe around to make that person just smile mm -hmm. you did your job for the day and if you if i can make somebody smile i'm happy when i leave that place right. i forgot that they were mean when they walked in because you just never know what happened the moment before you walked in so sometimes people take it personal you don't you shouldn't I, I, I'm a firm believer, and obviously the show is called Kingdom Influence. I, I believe oh. <laughs> in, <laughs> in being influential in people's lives. Um, one of the things that I teach is the value of that person that's in your sphere at that moment. A simple yep. hello with a smile on your face can change yep. that perspective. It can change that yes. attitude or that, that atmosphere. Or if you say you're in line at the grocery store and the person in front of you is giving that person such a hard time. And so you know this person, and the person you may have witness that person trying to be as nice as they could and after a while it's just like just get out of my face kind of you know but you you've seen they what they went to when you walk up to that person you can change that whole atmosphere with a smile how are you that was rough but i applaud you you handled that very right. very well right. you know and it changes that person's outlook so we have that ability to do that and just we you know I applaud what you do because I don't think there's enough people out there teaching and especially our youth. You know, my generation, we were taught professionalism. We were taught right. it in school. We, we were. were taught it by our parents. We were taught yep. that. This new generation, they're not being educated in that manner. You know, they're not being prepared for professionalism. They're not being prepared for dealing with the public, you know. And so I applaud what you do because I think it is vital in this day. I really yes, do. Now, what, yeah. what do you find, say, for the millennials and Generation X, when you're dealing with them, you gave an example about, you know, them having to turn in their phones, and at first it was like, er, but by the end, it was a difference. What is your greatest challenge when you're reaching out to the younger generation and getting them to recognize the importance of etiquette and manners? Well, I'm glad you touched the point on that because the children I w that I was talking about when I took their phones, believe it or not, that those were the 11 to 15 group. Those were like teenager teenagers. Oh, now, wow. 
is a whole new realm. So let me tell you about the millennium. These are the teenagers that I'm doing Toastmaster classes with and anti-bullying classes and things like that and social skills. Those are the 11 to 15 year olds that I teach that to. Mm. But when we talk about uh, the millenniums as it relates to 18 to 25, mm. now that's a whole nother market. Now, normally, of course, a lot of that generation doesn't want etiquette classes. I pretty much teach um, social skills for them. And I also teach um, resumes and how to do your um, employment interviews, things like that. So mm -hmm. for them, now, now here's the funny thing about them. When you talk to them about um, how they do their resumes or how you interview, I teach classes on how to interview. So that challenge to me, some of them believe that, well, I worked, why can't, if I have experience and I go in there and I'm not being rude or whatever, then, you know, that's their attitude. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it doesn't work that way. You have mm -hmm. to go in there. Nobody owes you anything. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that because of the things that, that they have like at home, everything's sense of entitlement. they have laptop entitlement. They have laptops, they have iPhones, they have, um, the pads, they have um, internet where they don't have to see mm -hmm. people, they interview by phone. And so if you get in front of a person, I tell them how important it is for body language. Now mm -hmm. that's the class that a lot of them do not get until I'm finished with them. Wow. How important body language is because if you walk in that interview and you're tapping your foot or you're just twiddling your nail mm -hmm. and things like that, body language, it's so important when you're doing interviews. Yes, and if I'm is. talking to anybody out here that's listening, it's not just the millenniums. A lot of adults do not know how to interview. Yes, ma'am. it's really important <laughs> that civility and manners and body language and poised and being polished, and you don't have to be perfect when you go to a job interview, but eye contact is very important. Mm -hmm. We call it the 80-20 rule. 80% 80 look at them, 20% look away if you have to here and there. But 80%, you want that person to look in your soul and know this job is for me and I believe in it. Correct. Not looking at the ground, playing with your pen, mm -hmm. listening to them and not listening. No. So the millenniums, that's my challenge with them. But it's so funny that when I do courses with them, by the time I'm finished, they almost forgot that they needed to know those things wow. because they're not taught how important it is. So I have fun with that class because they, do, they don't know until they know. Do you ever hear somebody say, you think you know, but you don't know? Yes. You don't really know. Yeah. And that's, that's the millenniums. And so to, to, to be able to educate the millenniums, on, and there's like programs out here that, um, let me see what program. There's one program I had. They, um, it's like an unemployment office, but it's for the youth. Mm -hmm. And there's a name, there's a name of the program. Forgive me for not, not remembering, but no I've done workforce. Oh, workforce okay. Savannah. okay. That's mm -hmm. it. I've done classes for them for those group of people. Mm -hmm. and when I leave there, they're like, can I have your number? Can I call you? If I get ready to interview you, can I call you? And I'm always open here. Text me first, because that's what they do. So mm -hmm. I'll know it's you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's my lingo for them. Text me, so I'll know it's you. And if you have any questions, I'll help you. Because it's important. And if they have somebody there that they feel like it, they matter to, then they're real happy that I'm able to, you know, help they them out. know that you care. That makes all the difference in the world. And that's why my company's name, All Manners Matter, because it's just not one thing. 
Mm -hmm. Everything matters to me, like mm -hmm. all of it. It all matters. That <laughs> is awesome. The name. All well, matters. I love what you do. Please tell our listeners how they can get a copy of your book or get in touch with you if they want to utilize sure. your services. Um, I have a book called Poised, Polished, and Professional. You can. It's on Amazon. And if you don't get it on Amazon, I can mail it to you. You can go to my website, allmannersmatter.com, or you can go to my Instagram. There's a link on there. And my Instagram is allmannersmatter. My Facebook is allmannersmatter. My Twitter is allmannersmatter. And my LinkedIn is allmannersmatter. So you Great branding. Great branding. Everything <laughs> is allmannersmatter. Um, and I have a book coming out in 2019 called Hit the Rebutton. And oh, I want you guys yeah. to look out for that because um, God help. Uh, it's a it's a great story about how change can help you in your life. And this mm -hmm. is going to be for anybody who, and basically everybody had a point in their life where something happened to them where they may not have hit rock bottom, but they hit a plateau in their life where they had to change mm -hmm. a lot of things in order for their life to get better. Mm -hmm. And I had to hit the rebutton in my life in 2017, even though my company started in 2016, something happened in 2017 where I had to hit the rebutton in my life. And when I hit the rebutton, it changed everything because wow. I looked in the mirror and God said, get up. This is not the end of your, you still have your mind, mm -hmm. your hands, mm -hmm. your spirit. The universe is right there with you. I'm here. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that this plateau is going to stop you from starting over again. And that was my challenge. And I, and I challenge anybody out there going into the new year right now, if something happened to your life and you feel like that this is the end of the road or you can't get up and bounce back, trust in the Lord. Trust, mm. know you have favor. Mm -hmm. Know you have grace. Yes. Know that that grace will take that favor and put it all in one circle and just rub on you and mm. just get your mind together and get your thoughts together. And just, you know, mental illness is like bad these days. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to get help. Get help if you That's feel true. challenged. Yes. I yes. could have had help because of what happened in, in my, um, in the year of 2017 to me. But guess what? I knew that I had favor. I knew that I had grace. And I knew what I believed in all my life. So with all of those powers in one, there's nothing that can change that. Nothing. Mm. So just have faith. Know that it's there for you. I'm here. All manners matter. If there's anything I can help you with personally in your business, look up, look me up. I'm here. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've been a blessing. And I'm sure that the, the listeners have gleaned from your wisdom <laughs> and your experience. Seriously. And, and there are so many businesses that need what you do. <laughs> I'm telling yes, you, they need what you do. Well, thank you again for being a part. And we'll have to do this when your book comes out. We have to read I would love it. it. I look forward to it. Okay, great. Well, you have experienced kingdom. I am a kingdom influencer. You've heard from Miss Lenona, I'm sorry, Leona Dent Johnson. And I believe that you have been encouraged to polish up on your manners and your etiquette and recognize and understand that you are an influencer to those that you come in contact with. If you heard anything about her story, she climbed up and got promotions just because of how she carried herself. So that is being influential in other people's lives because they could relate to what they saw in the professionalism in her. So just 
do and be the very best person you can be. And you have a great week. We'll get back with you. Same channel, same time next week. God bless. Thank you for joining me for this edition of I Am a Kingdom Influencer. And remember, you have the ability to impact the lives of all those you come in contact with. You are a Kingdom Influencer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.